0: Good morning, Christ United. If God's been good to you, would you give Him right now what He deserves?
1: No, 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 no.
0: I saw some people going, come on. Give Him what He deserves. Yes. I love that. Now, guys, um... We're in a series, this series is called All In, and you can interpret All In in a couple of ways. Um, all In could mean everybody's in, or All In could mean we're all the way in, right? Like in our C-group values, we're, we're committed to loving God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And loving each other like he loves this. us. All in. We're asking the question, what would happen if you were all in? What would happen if all of us were all in in 2018? What difference would it make? It's going to make a huge difference. And I want to tell you, we're going to begin with the ultimate all-in sermon. This is the best sermon you will ever hear in your whole life. I promise you, all right? It is. It is that good. And I can say that because it's not mine. It's Jesus' sermon. It is the Sermon on the Mount. It is arguably the most powerful, impactful sermon ever preached. That's what you're going to hear today. Now, if you are at Christ United, this year we are reading through the whole Bible together. And go onto our website or onto the app and you can get in that. That piece, and we're using soap every day, right? Scripture, observation, application, prayer. We're we're getting into his word on a daily basis. So if you've been doing that, you're already up to speed because in Matthew, you've kind of learned the context that what's happened is Jesus was baptized by John, tempted in the wilderness, and then he went into this, this point in his life where he had moved to Capernaum after John had been put in prison. And while he was in Capernaum, which is up at the top um, of the Sea of Galilee, um, he went and started preaching preaching throughout all of Galilee and he preached in the synagogues um, and he was proclaiming the the good news of the kingdom of God. And then it says that he was healing every disease and sickness and that, that word spread about him throughout all of Syria. And as he was doing this, what happened was large crowds began to follow him. And you read about this. The large crowds that followed him, as you read it, you read that they were from um, Galilee, from the Decapolis, they were from Judea and Jerusalem and from the region across the Jordan, which is Perea. They were from all over Syria. It was just amazing how many people were following him. But why did Matthew take the time to call attention to that? It's because these large crowds that were following him had all kinds of different people, from the religiously devout Jews who lived in Jerusalem, all the way to the people of the Decapolis. The Decapolis was on the eastern frontier of the Roman Empire. It was considered to be these 10 cities were considered to be a center for Greek and Roman culture. So they were far from the religious people. You know what I'm saying? These weren't the religious Jews. These were, uh, And so in this crowd, there were all kinds of different people who were all kinds of different places in their relationship with God just like this crowd here today. And so we're going to go through and just be reminded that this crowd was just like that crowd and we're just going to hear what happened because it says that that Jesus, when he saw the crowd, that he went up on a mountainside and, and he sat down and his disciples came to him and then he began to teach them. Now, up here... And I think it's going to be up on the screen. And no, it's not. Come on, please. There, look at that. That's actually a picture from... This is up northwest of Capernaum off the Sea of Galilee. This is, this is probably about where Jesus did this. This is right near where they actually commemorate uh, uh, this sermon. It's about 500 feet uh, above the level of the sea. Kind of a beautiful spot, right? And so Jesus has gone up on this mountainside... And he sat down and his disciples have gathered around him, he's getting ready to teach. Now, understand this. From the context, we understand that when it says his disciples, it's referring to everybody who was following him. These large crowds of people had actually followed him up onto that mountainside to listen to him teach. And now listen, knowing that knowing. That just like this crowd and that crowd, there were people who were wealthy and successful and powerful and popular. There were also people who were poor and rejected and broken and hurting. And Jesus said this, blessed are the poor in spirit are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me, Jesus said. Because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Then Jesus, knowing that there were people in that crowd, just like in this crowd, who claimed to love and follow and believe in God, but whose lives were a disgrace to God, he said, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything It's except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. And neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. In the same way, they they put put it on a stand, rather, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven, right? And knowing that in that crowd, just like in this crowd, there were some people who were afraid he was going to lower the high standard of the Old Testament law but other people were wishing he would lower the high standard of the Old Testament law. So he said, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of the pen will in any way disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, anyone who breaks even the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices them and teaches these commandments will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. And in that crowd, just like in this crowd, he knew that there were people who had never killed anybody, but they were filled with malice and hatred toward other people. And so he said, you've heard that it was said to people long ago, do not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or a sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, rock a stupid empty head, that person will be answerable to the court and anyone who says you fool will be in danger of the fire of hell therefore if you are offering your gift at the altar and there realize that a brother or sister has something against you leave your gift there in front of the altar first go and be reconciled to them and then come and offer your gift make just just you need to settle matters quickly with your adversary who's taking you to court do it while you're still with them on the way or your adversary may hand you over to the judge and the judge may hand you over to the officer and you may be thrown into prison I tell you the truth you will not get out until you've paid the last penny and then in that crowd like in this crowd he knew there were people there who had never committed adultery but their hearts were filled with lust for people who were not their spouses. And he said, you have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And then to people who were not even willing to take steps to get out of places where they were tempted or to get away from and cut off relationships that were leading them into adultery to those who were unwilling to do that. He said this, If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It'd be better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It'd be better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. And then he knew in that crowd, as there are some in this crowd, that there were those who were saying, but I want to make it legal for me to be with somebody who's not my spouse. And I want to make it legal to be able to get rid of a a spouse I don't really want anymore. Even if they've been faithful to me. So he said, it has been said. Anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality makes her the victim of adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. He knew, you see, that some men there were thinking, I really want that other man's wife, and maybe I can get a legal divorce for her so that I can get somebody else's wife. So then, knowing that in that crowd, just like in this crowd, there were some there who not only didn't keep their marriage vows, but they didn't honestly honor what they said at all. And so he said to them, Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, Keep your oaths. Don't break your oath.'" But fulfill to the Lord the vows that you have made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all. Either by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And don't swear by your head, for you can't even make one hair white or black. He said, but you let your yes be yes and your no, no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Wow. And then he knew that in that crowd, just like in this crowd, there were people who just felt totally justified in the hatred they had toward people and wanted to get revenge and felt at least okay about holding their bitterness and their resentment in their hearts toward them and treating those people with unkindness because they had been so bad to them. And he said this, You've heard it, it was said An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to them, the other also. If someone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he sends or gives, makes his son to rise on the evil and the good, and he sends his rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than the others? Do not the pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. And then knowing that there were some people who Felt kind of perfect because everybody knew how much they gave and how good they prayed and how much they fasted and what spiritual people they were. He said, This be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. For if you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you're giving gifts to the needy, don't announce it with trumpets like the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by people. I tell you the truth. They've received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, don't let your right hand know, your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you're praying, do not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. i tell you the truth. They've received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your inner room and close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who is unseen will see what is done in secret and will reward you. And when you pray, don't be like the pagans who keep on babbling, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So when you pray, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Right? For Jesus said, if you forgive people when they sin against you, your Father Will forgive you, but if you don't forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Wow. Knowing that there were people in that crowd, just like in this crowd, who expected God to forgive them but didn't think they needed to forgive others, that was powerful words. And then he went on and said, And when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites. For they disfigure their faces so it'll be clear to everybody that they're fasting. I tell you the truth, they've received their reward in full. But when you fast, you put oil on your head and wash your face so that it won't be obvious to others that you're fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret, He'll reward you. And then He says... Knowing that in that crowd, just like in this crowd, some people were on top of it. They were making lots of money. They were putting more money in their accounts. And they were beginning to try to get some security from all the money they were putting aside. And other people were worried to death about whether they would make it to the end of the pay period. You know what I'm saying? And they were struggling financially. So he said this. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. The eyes, the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, then your whole body will be full of darkness. And if the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either they will love the one and hate the other, or they'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, or about your body, what you'll wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet... Your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the fields grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own.. And then Jesus, knowing that there were some there, just like some here, who were going like, "Oh, I'm glad this person and that person and that person is hearing it, and I wish I could help this person to start applying what this is being taught. It's so good and it's so good for them." He said, "Do not judge. Or you too will be judged, for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, here, let me help remove the speck from your eye, when all along there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First remove the plank from your own eye, then you'll be able to see plainly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And knowing that some people were saying, well, then am I not supposed to recognize when there's evil being done and be careful? He said, don't, don't give to dogs what is sacred and don't throw your pearls to the swine. If you do, they may trample them underfoot and then turn and tear you to pieces. Wow. Knowing that there were people in that crowd just like people in this crowd who were going like, how in the world can we live like this? I mean, it would take a miracle. I mean, for God to actually do that in my heart, to take away lust and take away anger and take away pride. and I mean, how am I going to do this? How am I not going to judge other people? How can I? I mean, God would have to give me way more than I could possibly imagine, he said. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives. And to he who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks the door will be open. Right? Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And then knowing that there were people sitting there just like people sitting here who were going like, but man, this is so much. And how can I even, I mean, it seems too complicated, too big. I mean, you've got 614 statutes in the Old Testament. How am I going to do this? He said these beautiful words. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. And then knowing that there were people in that crowd just like people in this crowd who were going, okay, 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 I'm surrounded by a whole bunch of people. There are thousands of people, and I'm sure everybody here is probably going to heaven. I know I'm at least as good as the rest of these folks. He said, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it and then knowing that there were people sitting there who had had people who proclaimed to be great teachers and great prophets who had told them that it was okay and that everything was going to be okay even though they were going on in sin he said watch out for false prophets they come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly they are ferocious wolves you'll know them by their fruit does someone pick grapes from a thorn bush or figs from thistles He said, likewise, all good trees bear good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. And any tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus by their fruit you will know them. And then knowing that there were people in that crowd, just like in this crowd, who were thinking, maybe my heart isn't right. But I know I'm in because I'm always doing everything I can in the church, doing all the religious stuff. He said this, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles. Then I will tell them plainly, Jesus said, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. And then finally, knowing that there were a whole lot of people sitting there who were thinking that the fact that they were sitting there was going to make everything okay because they were sitting there listening to the Messiah, listening to this great prophet and teacher. But so many of them had no intention of actually doing what he said. He said, therefore, I tell you, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rains came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But anyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed. Because he taught as one who had authority, not like their teachers of the law. Where it left that crowd is right where it left this crowd. It's in a place where you all of a sudden realize God, I need you because I know I've already messed up. I know that based on what the Son of the living God just taught me, I've got all kinds of things for which I need to be forgiven. And those people were drawn to come toward Jesus, to come toward Jesus to say, I need your grace. I need your forgiveness. And when he would go on to teach about the sacrifice he would made for them, they would cling to him and say, God, i got to have your grace because I need it. And they would also say, I can't live this on my own. I can't do this on my own. It's going to take you, God. It's going to take some... I'm going to have to walk with him. I'm going to have to keep being taught by him. I'm going to need the help of other people. I'm going to have to have some help doing this because this is a whole new kind of living here. Sounds like an awesome way of living. But I'm all in. I'm all in. It's going to have to be him. I'm ready to start building my house on the rock. I want to start living the way he's just said, live. I don't want to be lustful. I don't want to be full of anger. I don't want to be full of pride. I really want to trust him for everything. I really do. But if it's going to happen, it's going to have to be him. So he suddenly becomes everything. And the good news he had begun proclaiming this good news of the kingdom of God is that you can be different, man. You can be forgiven. And you can become a part of something way bigger than yourself. And God will do it all. Your part is what? What he had begun preaching. If you read it, repentance. Turn away from all that junk I've just been talking about and come and follow me. So a whole bunch of people did it. He said, I want to stay as close to him and as near to him and right beside him. In fact, there would be times when he would be preaching that he would have to get in the boat and get away from the shore because people were just pressing in around him, right? I just need Jesus, man. Anybody feel like that today? I just need Jesus. I want to be with him. I want him to be with me. So I'm going to get out of the way because This one's far from Jesus. But who you've just heard from is Jesus. You started reading it two days ago. You'll read it through this coming Tuesday. If you're reading every day, you'll read these words. He's speaking these words to you today. And I want to know how close you want to be to Jesus. Right there is a cross that for us is our reminder of Jesus. And I just want to invite you during this next song to get as close to him as you want to get. And ask him if he would make you, who he just talked about you actually being. This altar is open. Around it is open. Um, I just thought about it probably ought not to walk past the people who are playing. You might trip on a cord, but, but over on the sides, there'll be people to pray with you if you want to come and pray. There'll be people at the prayer booth. Um So we invite you to just spend some time getting close to him if you desire.
1: living God, Spirit of the living God, we only want to hear your voice, everything else can wait, Spirit of the living God, Spirit of the living God, we want to know you more and more, everything else can wait. speak to us oh Lord. spirit of the living god spirit of the living god we only wanna hear your voice we're hanging on every word spirit of the living god spirit of the living God. We want to know you more and more. We're hanging on every word. Cause when you speak and when you move and when you do what only you can do, it changes us, it changes what we see and what we see. When you come in the room, And when you do what only you can do, it changes us, changes what we see, what we see. have your way. It's when you speak and when you move and when you do what only you can do, it changes us. It changes what we see and what we see. And when you come in the room and when you do what only you can do, it changes us. It changes what we see and what Spirit of the living God, we only want to hear your voice, we're hanging on every
0: encourage you if you're at the altar or just to feel free to stay don't, don't feel like you have to leave um, <clears throat> this is a call to all in right I mean it was like Jesus just saying come on there's a whole different life and you know what's so beautiful about it it is a life you and I cannot live on our own right there's no way We need His grace, His grace to forgive us, His grace to change us, His grace to put a love in us that is supernatural for for Him to do what only He can do. Isn't that the perfect song, for Him to do what only He can do? So somebody here today is at a place where you're going like, wow, today is the day when I realize how much I need Jesus. No longer can I say, well, I'm a pretty good person compared to most. Well, I'm surely going to go to heaven because I've been pretty good. All of a sudden, you're at a place where you're going like, oh, no. No. I got one hope, and that is what Jesus did. And so I'm going to come to him today, and I'm going to say, would you please forgive me for all of my sin, the sin of my heart as well as the sin of my body and, and the sin of my mind. God, would you, would you forgive me? Can you ask him that right now? Can you just say to him, If that's you, can you say, God, I did not realize until you spoke to me how much I need to be forgiven for. Forgive me, please. And now you're realizing today for the first time how much you just cannot do how much you need to ask and seek and knock and say, God, you've got to do it. You've got to do it. Can you say it to him right now? God, you've got to do it. But I repent. I turn away from all that junk that you brought to my mind, and I turn to you, and I'm going to follow you, and I'm going to ask you to teach me and grow me and live in me and be patient with me, God, but I'm trusting you to do it because Only you can. Can you tell him that right now? I'm yours. I'm yours. And so can you say to him, as of today, I'm all in. As of today, I am all in. I am yours. I'm yours in Jesus' name. Now look, for some of us, this will be a day of renewing a commitment to all in. You know what I'm saying? We were saying, I'm I'm all in. And we're going to give you a chance to do that. But first, there's somebody in this room today that for you, you know it. This is my day when for really the first time in my life, I have gone all in with Jesus. This is the first time I've really gone all in with him. This is the first time I've realized how much I need him. And I have asked him today to forgive me and to come in and do what only he can do. And so if this is your all day, all in day that you'll remember, January the 7th, 2018 was my day. We're going to invite you in just a second to just lift your hand and say, this was my day. And we're all going to celebrate what God's done. And we're going to encourage you before you leave to stop by this prayer booth over here or over here. And just stop by and just say, I began all in today. And just let them help you in that journey. We want to walk it with you. So don't you be ashamed. If you're ashamed of him in here, right, you'll definitely be ashamed of him out there. And Jesus said, come on, don't be, don't be afraid a bit. So if he did it for you today, over here, and this is your day, I want to ask you to just lift up your hand just courageously and boldly and say, this is my day. Is there anybody over here? This is my day. Right there, man. Yes. Yes. Anybody else? Anybody up in the balcony over there? Throw it up real fast. I'm going to keep moving. Anybody up there? Anybody up here in the balcony? How about over here? This is my day. Throw it up real quick. Right there. You go, man. Yes. Anybody down in here? Come on. Throw it up. Be, Be courageous. Put that hand up high. All right. How about up in there? Anybody up there? This is my day. You just lift it up high. All right. How about over here? Anybody over here? This is my day. How about down in here? Is there somebody over here that this is my day? You lift it up and let us see it. I want you guys to know we got two new brothers in Christ. Can we give God a hand for that? If you are near somebody who lifted their hand, you guys who are down here, you guys who are up there, Go to that person who lifted their hand and just say to them, I'll go with you. Go with them to the prayer booth. Let's get a good, strong start. How many people here, besides me, are in a place where you go like, I'm all in. I'm all in. I need Jesus, and I am all in from this point forward. If you are, we just invite you to lift your hands and receive a blessing. Oh, man. (laughs) May he forgive us. We need it so desperately. And may he come into our lives and do what only he can do. We are, in Jesus' name, all in. Amen? God bless you.